was close. Dude, we're gonna see an awful one. Hey, I'm Mike Logan. I'm Garrett Elzinger. And, and this better be good. You know what it is? It's the weekly podcast where Garrett and I review a movie before seeing it and review it again after seeing it. One of these days, I'm gonna. This week, we're seeing Fantasy Island. Blue Houses. Fantasy Island. Blue House has had so many hits, they were like, you know what, let's not make a hit. Well, <laughs> so. the thing is, they've had so many hits and so many misses, and it's interesting, but I was going through the numbers last night, I'm like, it makes sense if you have pretty much all the horror movies. So well, you're going to have a Get Out, and you're also going to have a, you know, Truth or Dare. Which well, when awesome. all your movies cost like $10 million to yeah. make, you can kind of afford to throw a stinker in every now and then. They also have Halloween, right? That's them. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Is it? They're helping produce it. Maybe, I don't know. They might. I mean, I feel like they have all the horror movies. I just feel bad they poured, they dragged poor Michael Pena into this one. Oh, no. <laughs> He's in it? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't want to see it. Um, <laughs> I love him, but I don't want to see him in a bad movie. A horror adaptation. This is the synopsis. It doesn't even tell you the plot of the movie. It says, a horror adaptation of the popular 70s TV show about a magical island resort. Island resort. Wow. They're like, we're not even going to try. So it really is. It, it's not like... Oh, it's, you know, wow. It really is off of Fantasy Island. Yeah, it's a horror version of the, the show Fantasy Island. Wow. Thank you. Wow. This is going to be bad. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> this, uh, this was between this or Doolittle. And, um. Or Call of the Wild. That was never an option for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that works. Thank you. Can I just get water? Um. But my, I was talking with uh, Rebecca about which movie we should see, and she's like, well, you should see this one because it's worse reviewed. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, we haven't had a real bad movie in a while. We've had some where we can still find silver linings for, but There's... I feel like this one's just going to be bad. Well, I mean, I've seen Truth or Dare, and you didn't see that, right? Correct. That, I saw that when it was uh, Houses, Truth or Dare, but I saw that when uh, Movie Pass was still a thing, and I hated that movie. But it's, it's interesting because it has a glimmer of hope in the idea of the movie. Like, the idea is great. Yeah. The idea of Fantasy Island is great. Also, conveniently, was a show before. Uh, but then I also found out that Truth or Dare is also a uh, an idea that existed before in another movie. I can't remember what the movie was, but the movie came out before that. Oh, God, what was that movie? It doesn't matter, but it's just, it's the idea of the thing. It's already been done before, but we're going to try and do it better. And you, 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 well, to be honest, you won't. So it's going to be fast. So this movie is directed by... F. Gary Gray. No. Um, Jeff Wadlow. You know what his last feature film was directing? Truth or Dare. <laughs> Makes sense. Must have signed a picture deal. Also, Lucy Hale was in that movie and this movie as well, and uh, must have had a contract. Like, they're just signing Like an old deals. Hollywood kind of contract. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't understand why else you'd pick this movie after that dumpster fire. Kick-Ass 2 was also him? Well... What happened, man? <laughs> Kick-Ass 2 is a pretty decent movie. Kick-Ass is better, decent. but... Well, it's because it's a bloom... Like, like I said, there are glimmers of good things in those movies. But, um... Oh, he also did Cry Wolf? Mm-hmm. I didn't like that movie, but it also it. had glimmer... Like, it's interesting. It's an interesting idea. God, it's not gonna be good. I'm already... Like, I had no expectations for Sonic. I have low expectations yes. for Fantasy Island. I have really low expectations for this movie. I have a feeling this may be... This may be, like, one of the worst movies we've done. 
There's no way. Have you seen be... the trailer for it? No, I have not. I know the one. Li- I know one line in the trailer. The plane. Like, no. <laughs> the plane. The plane. The plane. Is there gonna be? Is, is Ricardo Matabot? Is, is someone? No, that, that's not who that was. The well, he wasn't the, 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 the short uh, guy. Hervé but... Villachez. That's who that was. He was also in a Bond movie. Nick Knack in The Man with the Golden Gun. That's a trivia shout out for Alex Plotkowski, Everybody. Does he love Bond? Oh yeah, he and I talk about Bond all the time. And uh, I saw the new trailer. Oh, I got. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna save this for. Should I save it for now? I mean, what are we gonna talk about before this movie? I mean, well, okay. So I saw Parasite last night. Oh, you did? Best it's coming on Hulu April 8th. I saw <clears throat> IMAX. Best movie of the year. Best movie of 2019, hands down. I'm sure Holy. I should go see it. Wow. It, it was so good, but Plotkowski and I were, like, just, you know, girling out over it. Like, it is so utterly good. Did you guys see it together? No, 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 but I messaged him. And, uh, and I, so it reminded me of this, but I saw the new Bond trailer, and it's it didn't reveal any more than what the first one did. So. Yeah, I'm not going to watch any more trailers. I mean, I don't Bond. regret seeing the second trailer, but I regret seeing the first trailer, and therefore I would regret seeing the second. I will say this. I didn't see any... Um, promotional material for Parasite. I saw no trailers. I saw no taglines. I knew nothing about the movie. All I saw was the poster. Didn't really piece anything together until the movie starts going. And I'm like, this movie is incredible. I knew nothing about it going in. Mm. Loved everywhere that it went. And uh, it's twist on top of twist on top of twist. And it's so, so good. It's so well done. And... I was talking to my girlfriend Jackie, and she was saying that she saw the trailer and she saw the tagline, and she knew, like, she saw a tweet that kind of blew something, but it didn't ruin the movie for her. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to explain to her that it would ruin it. It wouldn't ruin it for me, but it would take the impact down. So if I knew what it was going in, like that, you know, that was the plot or whatever, it would it would not have the same impact for me. Really? I know I'm the plot. Still, I read the plot already. I mean, you're gonna. It's. That whole first act, though, is so building to a certain point, and once it gets there, like the whole time, I'm just, <gasps> I'm just like shaking with like, what is happening? Oh my god! Like it's so, I felt so much uh, emotion in that first act, just the first act, and that's what every trailer is now. Every trailer is the first act, and then half the second act, and then they'll show glimpses of the third act. So you're you're able to piece it together subconsciously in your mind. So I don't think any movie really can hit me hard if I see the trailer. That's why I just don't see him. But man, that movie, holy fucking shit. It is so good. All right. Like I thought 1917 was the best movie of 20. Nope. It's Parasite. It won and it deserved it. All right. That's my two cents. All right. Bye. Well, since we're talking about Academy Award nominated films, those are winning one, but this one um Rebecca brought up something interesting about Knives Out. Um, yes. Spoilers ahead for Knives Out if you haven't seen Knives Out yet. Which, if you haven't, get your shit together and see the movie. It's pretty good. Um, but uh, she didn't know who Chris Evans was going into that movie. How did she not? She had never seen any of the Marvel films before. Oh, no. Um, and so, I know when I went to see it, in my mind, I'm like, Chris Evans is the killer. Because I'm like, he's the biggest star in this movie. To me, to me, it makes sense that he would be the killer. That's what I kind of thought going into the movie. Yeah. Like, I always suspected him, no matter what, when he was on screen. Rebecca, who did not know that Chris Evans was the biggest artist in this movie, never suspected him. Because she just saw him as another cast member in the movie. Interesting. Okay. Which is interesting. <clears throat> when you think about an ensemble piece like that, 
your mind immediately goes to the biggest name star as like the main villain. Yeah. Um, just because there's a biggest name star, why would you waste them like that? So it's interesting to hear a perspective of somebody who didn't know that he was a big name star going into it. And so she had a completely different viewing experience than all of us. Yeah. Because she just watched it and was like, oh, he's just, a, just the brother. Like, she didn't know it was, you know, Captain America fucking walking in the room. Yeah, I mean, I... I tried to avoid trailers, and I wish I would have seen them for that movie, because that, that that was a well-done trailer, saying, uh, you know, it's a whodunit, like, no one's done it. You're like, ah, okay. Yeah. But I didn't pick up on that when I saw the trailer the first time, so... Subverted! Subverted! <laughs> but, uh, I don't know, the idea that he... I, it, I didn't pick up on it until, as the movie's going on, that he wasn't that he was the, the bad guy. I didn't pick up on it. He was pretty bad. Of all the characters in that movie... He's deplorable. He is the most one. Like, they're all pretty deplorable. Not all of them. Jamie Lee Curtis is pretty good. Like, she's a pretty decent person in the movie. But, like, everyone else is pretty deplorable, and they all have... They give you reasons for, like, yeah. not liking them. But the second Chris Evans shows up on screen, you're like, oh, he's the biggest piece of shit in this family. Yeah. Like, he's the one who's like, okay, he's probably the one who killed. Until, yeah. you obviously, you find out that he wasn't really the one who did it, but he is the one who is behind covering yeah, trying yeah, to cover yeah. it up or framing um, uh, Marta was that her name yes yeah um, as far as I remember that um, but yeah he's just got a slimy presence about him when he comes on screen where you're just like ugh I don't like this guy yeah um, entertaining but ugh I don't like this guy but I mean my fantasy would be uh, to uh, put him on an island and just watch him act for an hour and 45 minutes instead of going to see Fantasy Island like we are right now, guys. Come on. Man, we have seven minutes before the trailers start. And, uh, yeah, God, we're, we're here too early today. See it. Um, um, I mean, this will be... I think we'll have a lot of fun. Hopefully, we're the only two in we're there. We're not. We're not? There, it's, a, it's a tiny theater. It's the Damn smallest it. one. And there's... I picked the... Because it was either the back row or the very front. Well, picked back. I picked the back, but there's two other people in the back. But God damn it. Well, we should just try and join forces with them and be like, this is going to be bad. Do you want to shit on it the whole time? <laughs> and then they're going to be like, totally. And then we'll all four just shit all over this movie. Or fun. it'll be a couple and they'll, like, you know, finger bang during this movie. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. You're going to be finger popping a girl. <laughs> and you think to your boys, yourself, oh boy, I hope I brought a bigger dick. <laughs> Joke courtesy of Josh Ortega. Um, He's yeah, not listening. It's, it. Uh, I hope... I love Michael Pena. He's fantastic in almost everything he's in. And I hope that he at least is good in this movie. Well, I will say this about Truth or Dare. The performances were good. At yeah. no point did I think, oh my God, this is some awful acting. Mm -hmm. I just thought that the story was stupid. And it's another one of those like teen horror movies where people are doing things that don't make sense in the real world. Mm. But to have a convincing horror movie that scares you, it should be convincing things that happen. And the whole plot of the movie is driven, like, like the uh, amount of, like, the truth. Uh, truth. Who's your biggest crush? Okay. That's who it is. Oh, I get to survive. Okay, dare. I dare you to uh, run around the house and drink this fifth of alcohol, and if you fall down, you're going to fall and die. Jesus Christ. What? <laughs> Those are very different. That's such a huge jump. And then, you know, she drinks it and then falls when she finishes it. And then she falls onto a mattress because they're, like, following her around with the mattress or whatever. And then they're like, okay, she survived. Uh, and then the next thing is, like, three characters just get fucking shot. <laughs> it's just because they're, like, going to meet this girl or whatever who has the secret to how this truth or dare thing spread. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like, this movie is out there. But not in a good way. It's not fun 
Uh, so this was Truth or Dare. Bloomhouse's Truth or Dare. And it is shit. So I think that this movie is going to be probably worse. Because <laughs> that's the thing with movies, and they're not going to learn their lessons, you know? The movies, you mean? The, the, the creative minds behind it. Oh. What's that famous quote you gave, Garrett? Hollywood, if you want to make a good movie, just make a good movie. All you have to do to make a good movie is make a good movie. I, you know what's funny? One of these days, I will make a movie, and it's going to be panned just like Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, <laughs> the Robert, Roger Ebert movie that he finally made. <laughs> this movie was not good. Did you watch it? No. It wasn't good. Well, why is it not good? Can we talk about that for a second? Why is it not good? It insists upon itself. <laughs> like, it was just, it was, um... I don't know how to describe it. Like, I watched it... That's not a good sign. I watched it after he died. I was like, I should probably watch this. <laughs> and, um, and it's just... You can tell it's made by somebody who's never directed a film before. God damn it. Like, it's just... Well, like, I have directed things before, so there's that. Yeah, I don't know. It's... Eh, I don't know. It is very pretentious, and it's very much like... It's kind of like a Terrence Malick film if it wasn't as beautiful. Like, Terrence Malick movies are really good to look at. Yeah, the but cinematography is amazing. Um, it's kind of like that, except not as good cinematography. Like, it's like, you can tell he's going for something, but then it's just like, yeah, it doesn't really kind of reach Is it a comedy? Is it a horror? What, what it's is just like it? a drama. Oh, no. <laughs> well, he's not funny, so drama is out of the question. Do you know what I'm saying? He was. Yeah. Uh, because comedians are really good at harnessing that, that drama. So, you know, you got the Robin Williams, you got the uh, Eddie Murphy, you got, you know, Adam Sandler with Uncut Gems, and for some reason, Spanglish, I've never seen. But Punch Drunk Love, I mean, you can harness that, that drama if you're a comedic type. Uh, oh, boy, that's a bad idea. So anyway, I've not seen Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, but I, I have a feeling that if I made a movie, it would be way better than that. Three girls come to Hollywood to make it big, but find only sex, drugs, and sleaze. NC-17. It's NC-17? Yeah. Isn't he the guy that shit all over Blue Velvet? Yes, he is. He also didn't direct it. He wrote it. Oh, uh, so then we can't even... I thought he directed it. No, nah, he wrote it. So, well, have you read the script? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I have not. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. But that's interesting, too. So it's like you're giving your vision to somebody else to execute your vision. Mm. So that's how, if it's the cinematography that's the problem, it's really the director for not getting a good cinematographer, right? Yeah. So I wonder if the script is any good. Don't remember. Interesting. Hmm. Questions. 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 All right, let's get some old bull predictions. That's pretty decent, right? That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. We're getting better at it. Um, I don't know, man. My bold prediction is Michael Pena is gonna die. Oh, that's not a bold prediction my at all. Bold prediction. Uh, my bold prediction. This is. I mean, that Lucy Hale is gonna oh, die. Oh, my bold prediction is Michael Pena is gonna die at the hands of Lucy Hale. Oh, that's yeah. too bold. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to have to set myself up for waiting for Michael Pena to die the whole movie. Here, I got one <laughs> narrow prediction. Uh, <laughs> um, Lucy Hale is going to kill Michael Pena, and then right after she does, she gets killed. Okay, all right, a little piggyback action. Well, it's a nar narrow prediction. Yeah, let's rate it, and then you, you have time for a cigarette before we go in there. I don't know. Um, maybe. All right. Let me just go chat with Keely. She's back there. Cool. All right. We can. Let's together. do it. Let's do it together. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's fuck butts together. Here we go. Um, um, let's give it the old arbitrary rating. I uh, I don't think this movie's going to be good at all. No. Um, I don't think it... I, I, I'm hoping... I'm holding salvation that it's so bad that it's entertaining. Yeah. Um, and g given that, I'm going to give this movie a two. 
Um, two, uh, uh, the planet's too easy. Uh, two, all right, the, the plane, the plane. There out we of, go. Out of ten. Um, I'm going to give it zero because <laughs> I don't think it's going to be the worst movie I've you ever seen. You don't want to start off with the ability to go lower? No. No, because this is, I mean, I would only like it to go up from here. Because I think, like, Truth or Dare is such a bad movie, but there are, like, I could see how it could have been good, and I think that this one is going to be, like, what is the point? Like, you're remaking Fantasy Island, which is a TV show from the 70s that no one remembers, that is going to see this movie. Like, it makes no sense. It's not like you're going to start a thing where people are like, oh my god, I have to watch the original show. You're taking it in a different direction. It's so dumb. I'm going to give it zero out of, t- uh, um, zero... Mr. Scaramangas! Out of t- there we go. All right, you're going to hear um, an ad, uh, the trailer, and then we will be right back. There is an elevator. In the elevator, you press the button to the floor with no name. Behind those doors, there's a life you always dreamt of. Here. This weekend, you will be our guests. Here, anything and everything is possible. No service. It's not everything is possible. Good evening. I'm Mr. Rurik. Let me officially welcome you to Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island! I'm curious how this all works. What if your fantasy involves a person from your life? Holograms. Like Tupac. What if it's somebody who died? Tupac. So, what's your fantasy? Revenge on a childhood bully. Your life is about to change. I hope you're ready. That is a really good hologram. There is only one fantasy per guest. And you must see your fantasy through. It brought her back to life. No matter what. Oh my god. That's really her. Work. This is not what I meant. What the hell is this place? People die here. The island's twisting what we asked for. We weren't brought here to have our own fantasies. I want it, I got it, I want it. We were brought here to be a part of someone else. I got it, I want it, I got it. I'm your friend. I've always wanted to hear you say that. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Welcome back. We're back. All right, we're back. Um, Good God. Sorry, I'm just trying to get over my anger right now of having seen that film. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Also, what is this? There's a preview for My Spy starring Dave Bautista, who probably turned down Fantasy Island to film this movie. It's probably better than Fantasy Island. (laughs) Well, I mean, he was supposed to be in this movie. Was he? Yeah. He was was confirmed. Uh, I don't know, but he was confirmed, and then he dropped out. Was he like the big torture guy, you think? No, he would have had a bigger role than that. 
depending on when this movie was filmed, when Fantasy Island was filmed. He, he was probably Michael Rooker's character. I could not see that. I could. Hmm. Disheveled guy. I mean, it'd be off-brand for him, but I think he Unceremonously be... dies. Uh, I don't care about spoilers for this movie, you guys. This movie is terrible. Yeah, it was all not the spoilers. Good. Don't um, ever... We see movies, so you don't have to. This entire section is spoiler alert, because we don't care. <laughs> it's... I, I think it... It could be the worst film we've seen on the entire... No. Um, I still think... Um, what's that one? That machine punk one? Mortal Engines? Yeah, I still think that's the worst No, one. I think this one was worse. Um, it, it goes Happy Time Murders, oh, God, that, that other so Melissa McCarthy movie. Although, the school one? Hellboy, mm. and Mortal Engines, and this one. Oof. Oof. These, the, five, that's the, my bottom five of Ooh. our whole entire run. Oh, boy. Um, let's get into it, huh? Um, here's what's wrong with the movie. Everything. Everything. <laughs> I'm good. Thank you, though. It's like, it's not that well acted. No. Uh, the script sucks. The mm. character choices make no sense. The The plot is so convoluted. Well, it's, it's a mashup of Westworld, Fantasy Island, um, and Final Destination. Yeah, I can see a little bit of the Final like, Destination Yeah, line. like the Final Destination movies are all circled around who dies in what order on the plane, and then in the second one, everyone's connected to the first one. <sighs> but yeah. then you're revealed, like that's revealed uh, at the like towards the end of the movie. Um, so all this, oh God, it was just fucking Yeah, it's terrible. just, for me, it's like, uh, the first two acts were tolerable. No, they weren't. They were... For, for me, <laughs> yes. <laughs> they were, uh, by tolerable, I mean like, I didn't hate the movie. I know I didn't, I knew I didn't like it. But I didn't hate it at that point. It wasn't until the third act when I was like, this movie can burn in hell. Because they tried all of a sudden to just make all these twists and like connect all these characters that should have no connection. And then all of a sudden, they're all, they all fucking, they all were in the same vicinity of some guy who died in an apartment fire. And they were all responsible for it. I'm going to yeah. give you the plot right now. This guy fucking dies in an apartment fire. And then everybody who attributes to this guy's death, and by that, negligence means attributes to it. Um, uh, they all get like are trying to be killed by this one character because it's her fantasy the whole film. But it, you're led to believe in the third act that the the mom is the one who has made it so they're all coming here together. But it turns out that it's Lucy Hale's character because she is a crazy person and she dated this guy one time and uh, hated that she couldn't be with him because of the negligence of the fire. Here's what that pisses me off. The whole idea is like. The Lucy Hale's character, Meredith or whatever her name is, Melanie, I don't give a shit. Uh, the whole idea is she is torturing everybody on the island as part of her fantasy. Like, yeah. That's what the overarching plot is. But you're led to believe that everybody is there living out their own fantasies. My problem is, even when she's alone, she's still pretending like it's like torturing yeah. Sloane is her fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, who's she doing that for? Um video proof to get her back on her side it's it's it doesn't make all, any sense it doesn't make any sense it's uh it's incredibly terrible and uh you should I, avoid it at all i have costs. never thought i could be bored watching michael pena on screen but they managed to make him the most boring character in the movie yeah no one respected anything he said there was one point where he says uh smiles everybody and then he walks out of the room and no one smiles you're like oh god no one listens to him at all it was uh, it was a truly terrible movie. Mike got some food. So Holy we're, hell! We're gonna take a break, this everybody. This one is huge. And we're back again. What were we talking about? Um, how bad this movie was. Ah, perfect. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. I don't know. I watch a movie like this, and then also, it's just like one of the movies that doesn't seem like it knows when to end either. Yeah. 
Because, like, the movie was only an hour and 45 minutes, and it felt like three hours. Like, it just kept going on and on and on. And I just, ugh. Ugh, I don't know. You gotta say something about it. I mean, it was, uh... It's, it's one of the worst movies we've seen on the podcast. Um... Oh, God, it's just got everything wrong with it. Uh, even from the beginning, the beginning scene where it's showing the blonde girl trying to run for her life, mm. and then um, she gets into the room, and then she grab like, the phone starts ringing. She grabs the phone, and she says, people are after me. You have to help me. And then um, the voice on the phone, which we know is Michael Pena, mm-hmm. and he's like, people are tr- coming to help you. And then she's like, Oh, okay, please hurry, because you're coming. And she's like, and he's like, everything's going to be fine, miss, whatever. And she's like, how did you know my name? And you're like, fuck this movie. And then she gets captured, and then later she shows up as the uh, person that um, the main girl is trying to torment, because she tormented her when she was younger. And Oh, God, it's just, uh, you know, terrible. But also the idea is, like, she's trying to get revenge on all these people for neglecting to help this guy who died in a fire. Who we also keep seeing throughout the movie. But we never get to explain who he is until the end of the movie. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that's who that was the whole time? Yeah. But then it's like, she's mad at these two brothers because they were this guy's roommate and they didn't get him out of the apartment when it was on fire. She's mad at this woman because she's the one who started the fire in her apartment, which is below this Nick guy's apartment. Yeah. And then she's mad at this other character who's a guy who's a cop because he didn't go inside to help. And by the way, how would she know all That's what I'm getting at. How does she know yeah. all these people are responsible? How does she know... She's never met the guy's roommate, so how does she know they exist? How does she know... I mean, I guess she could probably she find out... She read about it. She probably figure out where the fire started. Yeah. But how does she know that one cop outside didn't go in? What about all the other cops that were out there? Yeah, and who else was in the movie? Who, who else was in the fantasy? Was it just those four mm-hmm. and her? It was her and those four other people, yeah. Huh, Okay. But then, so that's the thing, too, is, like, all of their fantasies get answered. But then there's, like, a loophole, so Maggie Q gets a second fantasy, where it's, like, her biggest fantasy was having the husband and the thing. But then then it comes back to, like, no, my actual fantasy was saving this person because this was the reason I had a dark time and said no to my, the, you know, boyfriend at the time proposing to me. And then she goes to try and save him, and then she can't. And the reason that she can't is obviously because of, uh, you know, it's not in Lucy Hale's fantasy to save the guy, even though that's what would be, like, to survive is her number one thing, so she could have a creepy life with him. But, man, it was crazy. So the whole time, you you weren't led to believe that that was who that was on her phone, like the screensaver? Yeah. Yeah, but then you realize it later. Yeah. Wow, this movie is terrible. It's dumb. If you're confused, listen to us try to describe it to you. That's it's, how we were watching it. It was just so, stupid. It's so lackluster. And the, um, so one of the characters, his dad was a veteran, a war veteran that like sacrificed himself to, you know, and he died on a grenade um, that he sacrificed himself to save his, uh, you know, battalion or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it all culminates in this like Venezuelan, like, house thing or something like that. You're like you're some like, drug lord's house. Yeah, or you're like, what the fuck? It's it's all bringing everything together and you're like, this is dumb. It's just dumb. It's sloppy. This movie sucked, you guys. Don't ever see it. Yeah, I mean, that's the big takeaway. Oh, we, our bold predictions weren't true? Nope. <clears throat> Lucy Hale does get, get killed, though, so that's good. Um... 
<laughs> oh my god, this movie is just so bad. I feel bad for the teenagers seeing it and thinking, oh, this is a great movie. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like this is made for teenagers. As Sonic was made for kids and adults who are taking their children, this is made for I'm gonna teenagers. go and say it. This movie was made for stupid people. <laughs> That's yeah. what this movie was made for. That is a good point. I just, I don't know. I just, I don't understand how you can just drop the ball in every facet of making a movie, which is what this movie did. Dialogue was terrible. Um... It was, and it reminded me of like the dialogue from the Friday the Thirteenth remake, uh, where you're like, why would any of these people be friends? But you know, you can kind of look past that because it's just the same thing in all the Friday the Thirteenth movies. But this one is like a bunch of people brought together for no reason, and uh, even then, you're like, this is just dumb. At least then, it was funny. And then it's like they're told you're told when they get off the plane that they all won this trip to Fantasy Island. Did yeah. they all enter? Did, yeah, did they all like, enter? Like how did they win? They wrote they filled out a questionnaire and then they got picked. Like that's how reality TV shows work. You basically submit and then you get in. Uh, so I was like, is that what it is? Or and it's like she's going off on holograms and stuff like that. It's this movie was just utter shit. Yep. <laughs> Leave it at the door open for a sequel. <laughs> yeah, they did. Well, I mean, that's the whole last scene is Hervé Villachez becomes, or it's, uh, what's his name? Jimmy O. Yang? Yeah. Yeah, so he... You mean Jin Yang? Whatever. <laughs> but he, uh, he, it turns out that he had, like, lost a bet in college, so he had to get terrible, a terrible tattoo, and everyone calls him T, but the, the ink, they keep referring to it as ink, mm. and then later it's revealed, he shows it to the guy... Tattoo. Oh. To get a tattoo name that says tattoo on his chest. Yeah. So the Michael Pena calls him tattoo, like tattoo from the show. So, yeah, Brax is not, that's too weird of a name, so we're just going to go with tattoo. It's <laughs> tattoo. Just, it's so conveniently, oh, God. It was so, I will say this, Nicolas Cage was supposed to play Michael Pena's Oh, that would have been great. That would have heightened it a thousand times, because you can't rein in Cage. Cage reigns in himself when he wants to. And, uh, That's high praise. But he turned it down. He said, no, I don't want to do this bad movie. It sounds terrible. So, good for him. Can you give us examples for why you didn't like it? Well, here's an example. A, B, C, D. 26 reasons I don't want to do this movie. One, it exists. <laughs> We're doing numbers now, Nick? <laughs> Whatever. <coughs> Vampire's yeah. kiss. Yeah. That movie is funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you've never seen Vampire's Kiss, take the two hours you would have gone to see Fantasy Island and see Vampire's Kiss instead. I'd rather watch that movie. Uh, I got nothing else, man. I mean, there's really nothing else to say. This is a bad movie. Skip it. Um, there is nothing redeeming about it. There's one. There is one dialogue scene between the. So. That's another thing with the Ryan is his name. He wanted to be like a, he wanted to be part of the military, but couldn't for Patrick. some yeah Patrick he, for some reason I can't remember. But he instead of being uh, ended up being a cop. Then there was an incident. He said he wasn't it. Yeah yeah there, yeah yeah. Uh, and the incident was you find out later that the, the building burning and he like <laughs> did he quit? Like he wouldn't get fired for that, but whatever. Then his whole reasoning for not going into the burning building to save him. He was like, we should wait for the fire department, which is the right call. Yeah, that's the right you call. You should wait for the fire department because he's not equipped to be able to go into a burning building. Yeah, just like, it, like, well, you got your courage now. And it's just like, wait, what? He's always been, whatever. So his th his fantasy is to like be part of the infantry or whatever. I keep saying infantry. I don't know if that's the correct term. But uh, so it turns out that he gets 
captured by the you know the troops that were his father and then his men or whatever. So he like gets with them and you know they're fighting off people on the island and it turns out that this is Venezuela, quote unquote. But then. Yeah, so all that happened. But there's a dialogue scene between him and his father. So it's like a time jump leap thing, but it's not because they're all just zombie things that the island creates out yeah. of the black water. And, uh, hey, Jennifer Connelly. Um, wait, that's the name of it. Dark, dark, dark water. Blue. No. Dark water. The one with the water spot on her ceiling or whatever? I think so. Yeah, dark water. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, so the dark water. But, uh, yeah, so the dialogue between those two. I was just like, oh, this is actually pretty good dialogue. They should have taken this entire scene out of the movie and put it in a good movie, and then it's immediately ruined again by, like, this island is so crazy. It was my fantasy. You're like, I hate this movie so much. Everything about it is ruined immediately. It is terrible. El terrible. Well, I don't know. I don't. Have, I don't have much else to say about this. I mean, movie. let's give I, a rating and just. Move give, on. Uh, I'm gonna give this movie zero tattoos out of ten. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with zero tattoos out of ten as well. Uh, it's just the exact same. I think that's it. Such a bad movie. Do you have anything else to talk about? I mean, that's that's the movie, guys. I'm mad now. It's, it's bad. My, my day's ruined. <laughs> no, you gotta still be able to do some stuff. Working to kids party this weekend, Garrett. Um, I'm at, uh, the day this airs, I'm at Dr. Grin's tonight, hanging out, and then after that I'm going to Mike Logan's show at the, uh, New Holland Knickerbocker, we're gonna go do some jokes there, so come check it out, and then Friday I'm going to be, uh, at Dr. Grin's hosting for Jessime Peluso, and then Saturday I'm, uh, doing some show with Stu, he has not told me literally any of the details, so I'm just riding in his car. Hmm. Uh, featuring for him, he's closing it out, so that'll be fun. And then next week, I'm hosting the Clean Comedy Showcase at Dr. Grimm's Laugh Fest. That's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So come hang out at Laugh Fest, everybody. It's going to be a grand old time. They're not listening to this. I, um, <clears throat> like Garrett said, you can find me the day this episode airs, Thursday, uh, the Knickerbocker, uh, producing a show there. It's also my birthday. Um, Happy birthday. Thanks, man. Um, and then Friday night, you can find me at the Robin Theater in Lansing, Michigan. Cool. Yeah. I'm Mike Logan. I'm Garrett Elzinga. And, and that, that was, was terrible. terrible. Perfect.